0: The, the administration wasn't aggressive enough, in my opinion, in pushing back on the red herrings. The red herrings, like it's because you didn't build the Keystone XL pipeline, and I remind them one of the first things Donald Trump did was give the permit. And in four years, the pipeline didn't get built. Why not? Because it wasn't it wasn't economical to build that pipeline in those price points. What they, they argue that this is because of inflation, runaway inflation. Who drove up inflation? We saw the CBO numbers this week. It was the Trump administration that overspent and drove up inflation. So if inflation in prices and housing and in gas is because of deficit spending, it's because of Trump. Maybe that's why you're former Senator Heidi Heitkamp. Maybe that's why. Your argument should not be Trump caused inflation. Your argument could be that Trump spent too much. But this all goes in line with the insanity that is the obsession with Donald Trump. And that obsession is the only play in the progressive playbook. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. My morning video series, The Morning Rumble. Uh, that is available at Rumble.com. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. There is a rumor, producer Ari. That we may be uh, bringing that uh, to to IBC. There's a rumor, a rumor. There's a rumor that we could uh, be bringing that uh, to uh, uh, wibc.com. Uh, and, and so if that happens, I will let everybody know. But it might also be going to a couple other places. It's It's been very interesting how that show is going and growing. We do it every Monday through Friday, about 10, 15. Um, and uh, it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of very cool. Meanwhile, inflation is the name of the game. And while people want to blame Trump, they're more than welcome to. There's no basis in reality when we discuss it. If you want to argue that it's Trump's fault for not having oil move through a pipeline, that's a, a, I, I think what the kids would call a unique flex. Well, I don't know if they'd call it unique. Trump doesn't move oil through pipelines. What Trump, uh, let me change that, what government does is gets the hell out of the way so private companies can move oil through pipelines. But that's not what the Biden administration has done. The Biden administration has not gotten out of the way. The Biden administration is proudly in the way. Let us go back to 2020 and the debate between Biden and then President Trump. Oh, would you close big down big the fall. oil industry? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I that's a would transition. It is a big statement. That's Because a big statement. I would stop why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Uh-oh. I said here's the deal. But it's a big statement. Well if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. He let you knew let you know what he was gonna do. There's there, there's there's no surprise in this from Biden. He told you the plan. What are we going to somehow assume that when people voted for Biden, they didn't know exactly what they were going to get? They were they're, they're somehow shocked at, at, at what they got. I, I would have a hard time with that. I would have a hard time believing that. I think they know exactly what they got. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. The problem is the rest of us crash with it. And it's Kamala Harris, the vice president, who are saying, hey, people got what they voted for. Oh, yeah, they, they did. Unfortunately, the rest of us did as well. Here's what's going on with inflation inflation is not donald trump's fault although you could argue that donald trump spent too much that's a fine argument i I made that argument i believe that argument holds up but the conversation of too much spending which happens with democrats and republicans alike is different than punching and pumping billions of dollars into an economy and no place for that money to go inflation too much cash not enough stuff the inflation rate which is so much built on the consumer confidence conversation where we're not having enough things made in the us we're not able to engage supply chains to get things from overseas and there's a whole question about whether or not we should get things from china this is what's causing our issue the average american household is spending nearly 300 dollars more per month so we understand each other that's savings. There are some families only saving three hundred dollars a month. The exact number, according to an analysis from Moody's, is two hundred ninety-six dollars and forty-five cents. One of the one of the interesting uh, like silver linings from COVID was that people were saving. Savings were up, and I'm starting to get the uh, the the feeling that the savings are gone. Ah. Uh, I have changed how I lived. And, and Producer Ari, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to get personal. I think, I mean, we, we've had some brief conversations. You have, too. And I'll give you my example, right? You don't have to give any example you don't want. Um, and this example could be seen as, oh, look at Luxury Tony. We're not doing a vacation this summer. We were going to head over to Utah. I like to hike. I know, I know. I don't look like a guy who hikes. I love hiking. Oh, and I love mountains. It's it's like that is my happy my happy place. Uh, and and we we were going to hike Utah. We were going to do Arches. We were going to head back maybe to Zion. Then head on over to Sedona because Sedona is 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 what I love. And, and spend a few days. Have you taken a look at flights? I had to. I I have to be in Vegas for a conference in July, because in July you want to be in Vegas. The flight it, it's not a first class flight. I couldn't afford the first class flight. It's nine hundred dollars round trip to Vegas. That's insane. And so started looking at the flights, and then figured what a rental car might be with those rental car prices up. Then where are gas prices going to be? They're at four. I have seen two different numbers: four thirty-three and four forty-three uh, a, a gallon. So I'm I'm gonna gonna go with the, the higher number. I think it's actually right. Um, that's the number from the Indianapolis Business Journal via the Associated Press, four dollars and forty three cents a gallon. That's the high, but it's kind of stalled there right now. And oil uh, prices are down. Barrel prices were down to about a buck five for West Texas and one hundred eight dollars for the Brent crude. So that is definitely off the highs of one hundred thirty nine. That's down thirty bucks. Uh, I want to see it down. I don't, I don't want to see it up. I don't, I don't have any value in it. But the gas prices, the rental car prices, the flight prices, wondering whether or not a hotel is going to actually have people to service the hotel. is like, nah. There's, there's too much in the ether, right? Too many things that can go wrong. I, I, I don't want it. It made me so uncomfortable and the prices were so high. I was like, uh, um, I'm out. And I don't think I'm the only one modifying summer vacation plans. So picture it. Everybody's out of COVID, ready to go enjoy, and now they're not going to go because it costs too much. No, Ari, I, I, I don't, I won't ever. Do never ever talk out of school, but like you've changed what you do.
1: Oh, sure, absolutely. Well, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, yeah, but like I mean, we weren't going on a vacation, but just like. Everything, you know, normal things like going out to eat, uh, we've had to cut back on that. We, were gonna can't, we canceled a project for our house because we're like,
0: everything's too expensive. Uh, it's just Everything's more expensive now. You have to cut back. When Ari doesn't engage some kind of house project, how many people aren't working? And it's always important. Hollywood was always the best example of this. and I don't think people ever really get how, the, how that money flows. So if if we're talking about making a movie, right, and they're putting $50 million into a movie, it doesn't all go into uh, the the actors and the directors. That money flows to all the ancillary services that service that industry. I'll give you one, dry cleaning. Those costumes have to get cleaned, and it costs. And so there are whole businesses that are around the one-hour turnaround. Craft services, which is the food. Right? That's catering up and down the line. Never mind the car business, the limo business, all that. It goes on and on and on. When Ari says, okay, I'm going to hold off on a, on, a, on a project. How many businesses up and down the line don't get a little taste? When I don't go on vacation with my family, aren't I just actually building into the into the problem, if you will, because now the the hotel isn't full and now they have to lay people off or, or 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 not bring people in and provide less hours because they don't have a full hotel. This is what the inflationary market does. This is the real world example of it. And you can say me, Tony, the real world example is that I I couldn't afford steak. I, I did find Angus New York strips for $7.99 a pound. I won't tell you where. I've got my honey hole. You find your own. I have bought everything that they would allow me to buy. Because strip is $18 a pound. Uh, I should say, yeah, no, $15 a pound. Uh, Ribeyes are $18 a pound and higher. How are you? How? How is it happening? These things, I get it, are a fact. I'll give you one. Costco memberships. Costco memberships are set to go up this year. Oh, God! Yes, it's actually going to happen. Now, according to Fox Business, uh, a Costco membership goes up every five years. I don't... Is that true? I believe it. I don't, rec- I don't recall that, that happening. What, is, it, is it like $120 a year? Uh, or it depends on what your package is. So yeah, it could be sixty dollars a year or one hundred twenty a year. Okay. Well, we we do the the I think we do the business one now, or do we do the executive? Remember, we we always did the higher one. We we always did the 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 higher one. There, If you spend uh, enough, it th- makes more sense to do that. Um, I think that, that I forget why we did it, but when you get the 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 money back. It always paid for the membership. Yeah, that's that's what I'm
1: saying. But you have to spend enough to get that.
0: Yeah, well, we knew we would. Exactly. Most people knew. You know, the family, the business, the everything else, and, 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 and there it is. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting that they're going up. Um, renewal rates for um, Costco are increasing. They're at 92% up from the previous quarter, and it was up 0.6% uh, from the previous quarter worldwide. I think that's because people start, you know, still feel they can get something. They get a lot of it. They'll store it. They're done. They're good. They 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 like a bulk buying. But it's just another example of if these things are going up, it affects the everyday life. If we're not going on vacation, if we're not doing uh, the 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 home project thing, that is businesses where we live being affected, and these are the effects of inflation, and that's what Heidi Heitkamp. The former senator from North Dakota should be talking about, and she's not. She's talking about Trump. These people are unserious people. And then I was talking about this earlier. This is, this to me is it. And I I get it. I get it. It's a poll. And you know me, I am not a guy paying attention uh, to polls. Polls are um, not trustworthy. The people doing the polls are um, also not trustworthy. But Rasmussen did a poll. Utilize it what you will. Utilize it for what you will. And the poll is a discussion of what are the big topics? What are the big subjects going into the election now when we were at cpac the conservative political action conference the big subject was election integrity i was like huh election integrity is the top subject all right i don't necessarily i don't necessarily believe that to be the case but maybe it is maybe that is the case I'll, i'll 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 deal with that election integrity i'm not opposed to it i just i just thought it was interesting that we would say election integrity is the thing, that isn't the top issue for voters going into this election. The top issue for voters? Inflation. According to Rasmussen, according to Rasmussen, that's the story. Inflation is the top-line subject. If inflation is your top line subject, well then. If you're the if you're the Democratic Party, no wonder you're blaming everything on Trump. Your problem is nobody's buying it. Number one is inflation, eighty eight percent concerned, sixty two percent very concerned. Number two, violent crime. Eighty eight percent concerned, sixty one percent very concerned. So right under inflation. Those are two awful subjects for the progressives to run on. After that is election integrity. Well, that's just something that motivates the political right. After that, school issues. 76% concerned, 58% very concerned. Illegal immigration. 73% say it's important. 52% very important. And then number six on the list, COVID-19. The top five issues are all Republican issues. Now, of course, the question is, are the Republicans smart enough to capitalize on it? Which, well, probably not. I'm Tony Katz. The CEO of Pfizer wants you to know that he is not done injecting you. Going on to CBS on the Sunday show there and saying, oh, fourth shot? A second booster? Oh, yes. Do
1: you think that we will every fall have to prepare ourselves for a booster shot with COVID just like we get a flu shot?
0: I think so. Any variants are coming, and Omicron was the first one that was able to evade in a skillful way the immune protection that we were giving. But also we know that the duration of the protection doesn't last very long. So what we are trying to do, and we are working very diligently right now, it is to make not only a vaccine that will protect, again, all variants, including Omicron, but also something that uh, can protect for at least a year. So you've seen some of that data on on a fourth dose? A
1: second booster shot. You think it will be necessary?
0: It is necessary a fourth boost right now. The protection that you're getting from the third, it is uh, good enough. Actually, quite good for hospitalizations and deaths. It's not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long. Mm-hmm. If people want to get a booster, I am all in favor of them getting their booster. Go ahead. Do, do your thing. I'm not here to tell you how to live. I'm not here to tell you that you can't. I'm not angry with you. Go get a booster. Enjoy yourself. What I won't allow and what we need to continue to fight against is the idea of force. And we're now seeing airlines tell people, hey, uh, uh you, you can come back to work now uh, without a without being vaccinated you 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 can come back it's cool it's totally fine and you're like are you kidding are you serious you were threatening people and threatening people and threatening people about uh getting vaccinated You, you threatened their jobs you threatened all the things and now it's like oh yeah come back google's like oh yeah come back whatever Whatever, it's no biggie. We're cool. It's, it is so absolutely positively awful. It's so horrific. So I'm not somebody freaked out by the CEO saying you're going to need a booster. You may very well need a booster. Or, or, or you don't. That's up to you. I'm more bothered by the fact that IU has to play in.
1: Play in? After that win against Michigan? Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.
0: It's not because I'm a sports neophyte that I have no idea how I'm supposed to explain how the selection committee decides that IU needs to be a play-in. I, 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 I can't. It's not because of that. It's because, well, and as far as I'm concerned, it's inexplicable. IU comes back down from 17 to beat Michigan. They beat Illinois, and if it wasn't for the most ridiculous three-point shot from Iowa, which ended up taking uh, the Big Ten, if it wasn't for the most ridiculous three-point shot, at least we would have gone to overtime on that. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, find everything at TonyKatz.com. But now IU, the 12 seed, has to play Wyoming in order to figure out who gets to move forward jmv joins us right now from 107.5 five, the fan 3 to 6 p.m um we got to talk purdue and we got to talk notre dame as as well but first things first uh over the last three days four days iu played themselves into this tournament correct
1: They did. There's no question about that. Big Ten Conference Tournament. Basically, Tony, a game, uh, probably two and a half games, I think they played themselves into this. Say that again? About two and a half games. They played themselves into this. Illinois, um, half of Michigan, and then obviously it would have helped had they beaten Iowa. Does that make sense to you? About two and a half no. games because they got All down right. seventeen against Michigan and uh, they were basically done. So I gave that half a game, and All then right, you go I'll Illinois, you. And then you go Iowa. Yeah,
0: I didn't know which half of the game you are yeah, talking about. Whether it well, was that, I was, I was going to explain it to you. So yes. So this, this playing compared to
1: some of the other teams that just get in. Um, this makes sense to you it, it does in a way and here's why now the NCAA tournament committee will maneuver because when I bring up, listen, it should be a lot more about how you're playing right now because that's, Tony, what we want to see. We want to see the most uh, inviting matchups possible. And it does and should, I think, come more down to how you're playing right now. And clearly, in those two and a half games that I'm talking about, IU has been playing well compared to what example they were doing in December. But when I say that, then the committee will double back and go well, you know, it's your body of work. And well, you know, it's what happened in December. And to me, that should not matter as much as what IU has accomplished in this past week. I mean, they were not even a thought, really, as being in the tournament, played themselves into it. And, and honestly, I think that this is going to be a good thing for them. And here's why. At least playing tomorrow is going to be a good thing for them. This is a team that found something, found some mojo, found themselves a little bit, something they really didn't have collectively for a long period. Of time during the course of the season so I don't think it's a bad thing that you have to go on Tuesday night at nine o'clock and play in Dayton a Wyoming team that's been backpedaling you know since basically that same mark of December this season the problem I'm going to have is on the back end of this let's just say Tony IU wins then you have to jet somehow get from Dayton all the way to portland which is probably going to be like trains planes and automobiles to get there and then you have to play coming up on thursday in portland that's the part i don't quite get as much as anything else but again you put yourself in that position now you're playing with the hand that you kind of doubt you were given and this iu team i think is just keep playing basketball keep playing basketball the team members don't care about any of this stuff i think it's more the media folks
0: Talking to JMV from 107.593.5, uh, the the fan. Uh, there is there is the opportunity. Um, for a couple things to happen when we take a look at, at the uh, at the East there in this uh, bracket selection. Uh, first, uh, you have a chance, possibly, to see IU against Purdue, which people would love to see. I think it's going to be a very difficult thing to happen. It's easier to see Purdue against uh, Kentucky. Purdue, the three seed uh, in the East. Kentucky, the two seed in the East. Where do you see Purdue's chances?
1: I, well, I like I like Purdue, certainly against Yale. And then we'll see. They'll get the winner of Texas in Virginia Tech and you can break it down this way Texas has been all over the map First year head coach Chris Beard who has history in beating the Boilermakers as a head coach in the past whether you're talking about Little Rock or Texas Tech and that brings back bad memories for Boilermaker fans certainly so Chris Beard if Texas makes it Virginia Tech's a little bit different because the ACC normally is one of the best conferences in college basketball this season it has not been whatsoever Virginia Tech is hot they win the ACC Conference Tournament. So they come in incredibly hot, but a beatable team. And this is, to me, a bracket that Purdue has to own. And here's what I'm talking about with the Boilermakers, and this is what is really frightening for Boilermaker fans. Yesterday you saw a bunch of reasons as to why you don't believe they can at least reach the Elite Eight. You expect them to get to the second weekend, but the Elite Eight or further is what people, Boilermaker fans, expect. Turning the ball over, bad defense, bad decision making, that's going to get you beat and going to put this Boilermaker fan base back to a point where there always might be when the X- expectations are high their basketball team does not perform to that level so they're going to have to get over what took place yesterday against Iowa and then focus on the expectations they have a fantastic team with a lot of depth but they have not been good with the basketball and their defense has not been good either both of those things have to change beginning later on this week
0: and then, of course, Notre Dame is playing in as, as well. They have to take on Rutgers to figure out uh, their future. How come no one cares about Notre Dame basketball at all?
1: Well, they don't care up there, so I don't know why we would care. <laughs> You know what I mean? They don't care up there about it uh, because it's Notre Dame basketball. I think that when Digger Phelps was the head coach up there and they had a great deal of success, there certainly was a a larger number of folks that really do care. But, yeah, I mean, it's been few and far between for them. Mike Bray's been there forever. Um, They had, I think, maybe five or six years ago a nice run in the NCAA tournament when Pat Connaughton was a part of that particular team. But it's it's really tough to get the fan base inspired about Notre Dame basketball up there and honestly you look at the the reason why Tony they're in the play-in game is well, obviously their, their ACC tournament performance is one. They did not have a good pre-conference schedule and the ACC has just as I mentioned a little bit earlier not been good this season so that's where they find themselves. Both IU and Notre Dame were basically on the brink. What's funny going back to IU Tony is we thought maybe if you beat Michigan last week that they're in. Not only were they not in when they beat Michigan but you had to get in by virtue of knocking out the one seed Illinois in that quarterfinal round matchup. So it took two wins for IU to get in. And I think they barely got in at that. Before
0: I, I, I let you go, talking to Jam V from seven five ninety three five, the fan right here in Indianapolis. Um, are we making predictions uh, of, of who takes this whole thing?
1: Well, I think I've gone. My kid has been a Gonzaga fan, and this is true, for the better part of 10 years. And he goes with the Gonzaga about every year. If not this year, I don't know when. Here's the great matchup I think you can get at the tail end of this thing, and that's Gonzaga and Arizona. Maybe not a lot of people, Tony, have paid attention. Gonzaga now, historically speaking, of the past decade, has always been there. They're trying to break through for a national title for the first time. They do have skilled position players, and there's no doubt. What worries me is their guard play. Their guard play always is susceptible to a better guard tandem, and we saw that a year ago against Baylor. Davion Mitchell and that group so good against Gonzaga took them out of their game immediately, so that could happen to them, but I expect them to at least get to the Final Four and challenge of the title game. You've got former Gonzaga longtime assistant Tommy Lloyd in his first year with Arizona. Arizona has been fantastic getting over what sean miller left behind there but they are a fantastic team and that may very well be what you see for a national title you'll get to see mentor and former assistant coach and two really talented teams i think those two teams are the best in the field of this particular ncaa tournament
0: now before i let you go yeah tom brady's coming back (laughs) you knew he would you Um, knew he would I'm trying to compare this to like the great
1: short retirements that that may have ever taken place any boxer, in the history of well any anything. boxer right what? any any boxer any boxer out there that said this is my last fight and then you know gets a, a payday and moves forward right right, right? well let, let's compare him to Jake Paul
0: uh, here's, the, <laughs> yeah. here's the here's the here's the 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 question why is he coming back why did he ever announce his retirement and now what does this do to the uh, carousel of quarterbacks that we
1: don't have here in Indianapolis well it's funny let's talk about it from this standpoint Tony I love it and here's why because we used to have a quarterback around here that cared more about architecture than he did about playing football being quarterback Um, and then I think folks around here Colts fans are still kind of settling into the brunt of that two two weeks until the start of the season retirement brought on to this team moving forward Tom Brady loves the game I have a great deal of admiration for somebody that is in their 40s and still wants to play. You have that drive to want to play, but there's two things, two components at work here, Tony. One is that you want to play. We all want to play. I mean, hell, you want to play. Ari wants to play. I want to play. But to still be able to play at that level and have the desire to go back out there when you have accomplished more than anybody ever, I have a great deal of admiration for that. And what you bring up regarding the possible dominoes, you know, Tampa Bay was going to be in the mix for these quarterbacks, and who knows now Deshaun Watson is still out there. Deshaun Watson could have possibly ended up in Tampa Bay. He's not going to end up in Indy but what if Josh McDaniels decides that Derek Carr is not the guy in Vegas they decided to make a play for Deshaun Watson might that loosen something up around here probably not Tony just be prepared Gardner Minshew is going to be the starting quarterback here in Indy in 2022 honestly be I'm fine with that are you really oh god well, I think that sucks really bad but just the just the memes alone <laughs> Yeah, just get ready. You're going to be completely underwiped. It's like this $79.5 million of salary cap space, right? And, hey, let's go out, and it's a spending spree. It's like you're on the prices ride Right or something. They'll handle that like they normally do, like they're out there buying a pair of tracks from Kmart on a blue light special. Tony, that's exactly what's going to happen. You watch. There is
0: no quarterback to get. No, And there is is no quarterback to get So I don't know what it is you're yelling at me about There's no <laughs> quarterback to get So if it's Carter Mishnu for a season
1: It's a lost season This is what it seems to me But that's not that what they saying. promise you Tony They haven't promised people that around here Multiple Lombardis win right now You got a running back that had a Historic season for running backs A year ago You're just wasting him You're going to pay your left guard $20.5 million per to be a left guard. You've got a linebacker that's one of the best, defensively speaking. You're supposed to have a defense that's ready right now. Everything's ready right now except for the positions, especially quarterback, in which are essential for you to be the absolute best. And the Colts are kind of hosed, as you mentioned, in that capacity, no doubt. That's Jam V from
0: seven five. The Fan. You hear him from 3 to 6 p.m. I appreciate you taking the time. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So Zelensky uh, supposedly engaging a fourth round of peace talks today. Can't imagine that's going well. He's also said that he'd like to hold peace talks in Israel. Israel is absolutely up for this. 150%. They're up for this. They would be very happy to be seen as the people who helped broker a peace. Naftali Bennett, the prime minister of Israel, he did go to Russia to speak to Vladimir Putin. It's not being a traitor. It's... Trying to get something done here. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Meanwhile, Zelensky, not hiding, seen in photos, awarding medals to soldiers in in, uh, hospitals in Kiev. He's... uh, You don't have to like him. And you can admit other things that are problems. But you can't deny that he is doing the job of keeping the Ukrainians focused and, and, and morale up. He is scheduled to speak to Congress virtually on Wednesday. So that is going to take place Wednesday morning. That's scheduled to happen at 9 a.m. So uh, we will share with you parts of that after it takes place. And, of course, I... I He does speak English, but I don't know exactly how much of that is going to be through a a translator. Meanwhile, Russia is engaging their bombing runs near the Polish border, claiming that, oh, it's a a site for this. No, 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 no. They're instigating. It seems kind of clear that they wouldn't mind some NATO involvement. Because if there was NATO involvement, then they could claim, look at this, they're attacking us. We were just trying to protect the motherland and now look at the evil United States and evil NATO. This is why we need help in China. You can come help us now because uh, those those awful uh, Western countries have given, you, uh, uh, given me a reason to ask you and now you can do it without being yelled at. I mean, it seems pretty clear that's how it's going down. Seems pretty clear to me that's, uh, that, that's how this one is playing. But with all of that, I am still, I, I disagree. I have uh, large disagreements with people over these MiG fighters. So Poland has MiGs, these, these uh, Russian uh, aircraft, these Russian fighter jets. And they got them uh, after the collapse of the Soviet Union and they've said hey we'll give them to ukraine because ukrainian pilots are trained on them and there's pushback from the united states and so there are members of congress saying why do we why are we even getting involved why in the world would we not allow this to happen make it happen u.s military says it would be high risk low reward high risk in 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 what way you mean putin might get angry What the hell am I dealing with now? At at what moment is Putin not in charge? Is Putin always in charge? On everything he's in charge? You can't do anything unless he says? What, What kind of crazy is this? What kind of criminally insane are we dealing with here? Why are we even paying attention? Hey, it's Poland, they gave it to him. Well, it's a NATO ally and you're a NATO nation. You were there to stop them. Whoa, 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 whoa. They didn't give him anything. The Ukrainians stole them. What happened is, is that the Ukrainians, uh, they, 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 it, w- it was like stripes and they got in the EM 50 and then they drove through the border, and all oh, the, the guard, he threw the coffee on the other guard. It was, it was a mess. It was a mess. And then, and then they, Sergeant Holka, what happens, you see, is that Sergeant Holka, he, he uh, he, 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 he brought with him, uh, 29 Ukrainian pilots and he went over to the airport and he said, all right, boys, go get yourself a plane. Uh, and he said, "Welcome to Poland." And they got the plane, and then they they took off. And and we didn't know. We didn't know what happened. Bill Murray was like, "What are you looking at me for?" I was I was I was, uh, I was uh, totally getting on with this MP. What do you know? And that's by the way the entire uh, uh, plot line of Stripes. I just did it for you, super easy, including a Sergeant Hulka reference. Oh, and John Candy came back to life just so he can mud wrestle. There, entire film done. Entire film. It's a little bit of Judge Reinhold in it. Honestly, that movie has something for everyone. It's a good movie. What can I say? There are ways to talk yourself out of the thing and not have the problem. I don't know why we're causing a fight over it. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyCats.com. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.